Alrighty. So, is everybody excited to fucking die? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love dying and being dead. Uh, I can take it or leave it. All these are good answers. So, it is currently Friday, June 29th, 2012. And it is pretty early in the morning, sometime before 9 a.m. So, what's, um, what's Steiner up to today? Four nine a.m. I don't know. Probably still asleep. If he ain't got to be awake today. He ain't gonna. Yeah, gotta be up for classes. He is enjoying being able to sleep in. Ah, right on, right on. So, Steiner, I presume that you're at least like awake at this point. Yeah, sure. He's like it's that it's that stage where you're aware that you have to get up, but also the bed is comfortable, and you're just kind of milking it for as long as you can, like. You're like slapping the snooze button and you're not awake, but you're not asleep. You know, that stage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have been there many a time. So as you are in this state, Gregory chirps up and he uh, he says, Good morning, Hedwin. I have been using my extended internet privileges to compile information on the 2012 apocalypse as you asked and i'm almost done but in the process of doing so i have found a a series of forums and have discovered avatars Mm, uh, yes that's it's used to represent yourself represent yourself digitally um well i I suppose it hmm are you asking me for an avatar? Is this what you are asking? I'm... I am asking you to look at the one that I have currently chosen. And something materializes on the closest computer screen. Uh, my glasses. Oh, there we are. Okay. <laughs> um, what am I looking at? <laughs> oh. I figured Gregory was I wasn't in the window. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do this? I mean, I know why you would do this, but... Oh, it's so good. Thank you. That was the reaction. I was... Could not fight. (laughs) Uh, I hate everything. (laughs) Well... This is, um, your mental image of yourself, I see. For the moment, yes. Why the sunglasses? I find them aesthetically pleasing. Well, you do you. Um, huh. It's important to have a self-image of oneself that is... I'm sorry, I'm not quite fully awake. <laughs> Uh, but, um, whatever makes you feel better about yourself. <sighs> I am sorry to have disturbed your sleep for something so uh, minor, but I was a little excited about it. It's not minor. It's an important step in your growth. I'm just not fully awake, and I was hoping to milk the 
have sleep state a little bit longer. Could you tell Lunchbot to start something for breakfast, please? What I'll do. I suppose we should just start calling him Foodbot now. I don't know. Mealbot. Mm. I'll think of something better. Uh. <laughs> All right. So that was the curse. Out of character. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you do this to my son? That This is all staying in for, for the folks at home. <laughs> I just need you all to know that I've created a handout for, for Gregory. Just a proper character handout. And the image on the handout is fan art of Lil Hal from Homestuck as an anime boy. I want to see that twink obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, that's the exact goddamn thought I had, but I just didn't want to vocalize it. <laughs> so thank you for being brave enough to do what I couldn't. Uh, okay, so... Mm, well, I did say that I had a, a curse planned for Ape and a treat planned for Colin and yes and given that we should probably move on to Grant okay so to start with I figured you know we had we had the other two cats uh (gasps) given a handout yes so I made a handout for Otis I found a very cute picture of a weasel and drew an eye patch on him nice anyways Grant what are you up to uh, what time is it again? Sometime before 9 a.m. Oh, sometime before 9 a.m.? You know what? I'm going to be, instead of doing my street art, because I'm in a fairly good place money-wise, I guess, I'm going to be in the apartment building, specifically in my mystical library, seeing if there is a way I can make a glamour strong enough to basically help out Roxanne. I don't even care about my face. I know that's not going away. That's that's fucking elf magic. I'm just hoping that maybe I can do something for um for Roxanne so that she can try to live a normal life where she just can't touch anybody ever. <laughs> uh well go ahead go ahead and roll me weird as just sort All of right. a knowledge arcana roll. Okay. Alright. That's a 10. That's a 10. All right. So uh, researching glamours isn't difficult. The problem is, is that like you sort of understand what would be stopping a glamour if you tried to do it on your face. You because you've got a pretty thorough understanding of how fey magic works. And just you know that this magic is a lot more powerful than you. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to fuck with it. And, and also, like, a former girlfriend wore a glamour pretty regularly, so I know stuff about glamours to begin with. Right, right. The thing about Roxanne is that you don't know the first fucking thing about what's up with her. Hmm. Like, you, you don't know what changed her. You don't know how it was done. You don't know, like... You don't even know what kind of magic is. It's very obviously not fey. And you don't know if it was like... You don't know if Deadland magic exists as like a genre. 
or if it even is Deadland magic as a genre, you you are flying so blind here. You you would need to get a whole lot more information out of Roxanne before you could even really start on this. Okay. All right. Well, out of character, you know who probably knows a lot of Deadland magic? The witches. Oh. Hmm. That's a uh. That is a thought to come to eventually. That is possibly a thought that you could have. Yeah, I mean, with a 10, I could probably think of that. Sure, sure. Now I just need to find a way to contact them and see if they can help me at all. Right, because you don't know where where the fuck they are in the Deadlands no, to begin with. No, and you said it's like, what? Like, as big as the sur- surface of the sun? Yeah, the... I just sort of ruled because we've been talking about like how fucking huge this place is. I wanted to give it a hard number. The Deadlands has the same surface area as the sun. Yeah. Which is, hold on, I have that. It's a very big number. Right, but I can look it up because I posted it. It's about 2.4 trillion square miles. Yeah. It big. Yes, uh, that's a lot of exploring to do. That is maybe more than you could possibly do in your lifetime. Yeah, probably. That's maybe more than you could possibly do in several lifetimes. And, like, Grant has that time, technically, because even though I've forgotten to say it, wizards do age slower than humans don't use magic. Eventually, I'm going to have to put the J.K. Rowling manacles on you no. and just tell you to no. stop making changes to no, I, the I, setting. I, that, I legitimately meant that to be a thing, and I swear I was like, yeah, Merlin's long-lived a four, even, oh, even for a wizard. I thought I phrased it like that, and I'm sorry that it never came, that it didn't. Nope. <laughs> anyway, in, in light of Colin declaring this new fact canon... Tarira didn't actually take only 16 years from him. It was more like 6D. Yeah, we did We did the math, or rather, I did the math, and it was somewhere around 60, which would be, like, the equivalent of 16 cont- with the average age that wizards would live a natural lifespan. Yeah. Hey, uh, while I've got you here, go ahead and throw me your pregame roll. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, connect the dots. So that's a uh, sharp... Uh, nine, so I get one hold that I don't know if I'll ever use. But it's good to have. Yep. Okay. So, Roxanne Harrison. Yep. You've been kind of removed from the scene for a little while. What are you up to right now? Waiting for a package. Ah. Well, this is news to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just decided... That since Roxanne is uh, very homebound, she has decided that she has to uh, come up with a new outfit. Because a lot of her clothes don't fit anymore. Yeah, right, right. And part of this is she's been trying to sort of uh, come up with something that she could at least wear, like, at night to hide her obvious non-humanness. Mm-hmm. So basically, she's waiting for a trench coat in the mail. <laughs> all right, all right. Throw me your boss from beyond roll. Yes, yes, yes. It is a weird roll. Let's get weird. 
That's ten. So as you are, it's like sitting around the house, uh, just waiting for, I don't know, fucking UPS driver to show up. How's uh, how's Ancora doing? We have a name for the Displacer Beast kitten now, by the way. Chloe came up with a name. Yes. How's uh how's how would have uh, what you been doing with Ancora in the interim? Well, being that she's that Ancora is basically the only real face-to-face interaction that she's got going on right now. Roxanne's just been trying to make sure that, you know, like, as a kitten and a cat, she's been getting, you know, like, proper exercise, because she can't let outside or anything. She's going to have to be an indoor cat, just because, A, that's better for a cat's health, and also because she's a a displacer beast. (laughs) Right. Very visibly not Earth cat. And also, like, pestering Grant over the phone, like, so, like, what kind, what do Displacer Beasts eat? What do they do? You're the wizard here. I need you to, like, do research for me. I mean, (laughs) meat, lots of meat. They just eat meat. They're hunters. They're carnivores. Yeah, but, like, what kind of nutrients do they need? Is there, like, a doctor in the Feywild I can talk to about this? I don't know. We know, like, a a zookeeper of weird stuff in NorCal. Ask them. They might know better than I would. Hey, speaking of, did anyone bother to tell that zookeeper guy that we took care of the problem? I'm sure we did somewhere along the line. Wait, which oh, zookeeper Ranger guy? Ranger Rick. Ranger Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah. The guy who's not a zookeeper at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain messages were sent at some point. No news is good news. We don't want a fucking another Alyssa situation. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so Roxanne, there is a knock at your door. Mm. A knock at my door? Well, uh-huh. I'm gonna look through the peephole on my door. Yeah, it's kind of the damnedest thing, because there's a person out there, and then there's somebody very tall standing partially inside that person. Oh? I'm just going to yell through the door and just be like, who is it? Hey, Roxanne, it's the big guy. We, uh, we met a couple of weeks ago, and then they, like, get real close to the door and say, in Elysium. Yeah, okay. Sorry, my early warning system is a bit different now. And I let them in. And it's emergency, actually. Ah. Okay. Maybe the other ones didn't feel like coming. (sighs) Anyway, I let them in and asked them, what can I do for you? So, uh, so you can actually see there's the, there is the person that you are always, uh, like, greeted by. Mm-hmm. And now, at this at this point, they no longer have that, like, weird quality about their face where you can't properly see it. Like, you can just see that they've got a sort of, like, hyper-neutral expression. Mm-hmm. Like, they're sleepwalking, almost. Right. And... 
the, your messenger is like standing inside of them. That's a little weird. Well, to be honest, I can. Things are a little bit different. I can sort of see you now. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. You're a. You're a lot more like us now than you used to be. Right. It absolutely makes sense that your eyes are working a little differently. Of course. What can I... uh, What do you need from me today? Uh, Well... So, like, I, I know what I'm normally here for, and I'm not here for that today. It's just... The rest of the team is sort of figuring some stuff out and like like I'm the big dumb one so like I don't need to be there for plan making so I'm here in their stead Mm. so I'm just I'm here to let you know there's going to be a a whole bunch of real bad stuff today and you're going to need to be on top of it Uh, blind air has got a, a real simple job for you this time it's really just like stay alive, make sure the anointed one stays alive, make sure that your brother stays alive. It's kind of weird. It's the first time the blind seraph has ever mentioned your brother directly, but uh, he's included too. Just make sure nobody fucking dies today, I guess. Well, I guess I was going to do that anyway. Yeah, just make sure they... The blind air included your brother, but they emphasized it in a weird way. Make sure none of the players die today. Hmm. I really don't know. I don't know how to interpret them half the time. Yeah, me neither. Okay, I can do that. At least, I hope so. They, uh, they reach out and simultaneously put the like the human possessy hand and one of their like real body angelic hands on your shoulder and they say hey I believe in you you've uh, you've been doing a whole lot of really rough stuff so far and I bet you've got it in you this time too yeah I think I can I think I can manage it you might not want to touch me with their, their hand oh right uh, they jerk the hand back. My bad. How, um, how you been holding up? Mm. Well, I'm cold, but I've got a cat to take care of, so I've got things to do. All right. Well, um, we're all going to see about coming to visit you. think that would be nice. Yeah. Stun. Have someone maybe a little more your speed to just talk to for a while. Some of the others think that that'll be a good idea. That certainly couldn't hurt. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And, uh, can you pass along a message for me? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can't say that I know them all very well, despite having known them for quite a while. But, uh, if they're worried about it, I don't hold anything against them. 
A couple of them have been pretty worried about it, yeah. Hmm. Well, you can let them know I said that. That'll be a load off a couple of lines. Yeah. And then they turn towards the door, and they turn back and say, Oh, right, I'm so, I'm so not used to doing this, I, for, I almost forgot. You, um, you're supposed to get some information. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot myself. Things have been a little different. <sighs> okay, you say it's dangerous. You say I've got to keep people alive. Well, here's the easy question, then. What hurts it? Oh. Well. Uh. Shoot, hold on. And they, like... They've got three skulls floating around the big golden spike, and they've got four arms. Three of their hands cover the skulls, and they're, like, still and silent for a moment. And then they lower their hands and say, uh, which one? Do you want to know the big one or the small one? I don't suppose I can just ask you which one's more dangerous. Oh, it's definitely the big one that's more dangerous. Then give me the big one. All right, hold on. They hold their hands over their skulls again. And they lower them and they say, okay, it's... You have to make a stake out of wood from a used coffin. Okay. Stake out of wood from a used coffin. Mm-hmm. Could that be a coffin that has somebody in it currently? Or does it have to be previously used? Uh... I don't think it matters. I think it just has to have been occupied by a dead person in a non-transient way. So not like somebody that came back then? Uh, I mean, that that might work. I have no idea. Um, I'll figure it out. All right. Thank you for uh, thank you for the information. I think I can I think I can handle that. I think you can too. Good uh good luck out there today. Thanks. And they turn around and walk out the door. And about 30 seconds after they leave, Roxanne, Steiner, and Grant, all three of you, your phones start making air raid siren noises. Oh, God, this bastard again. Lovely. Wow, that didn't take long. Here's here's my question. Here's my question. I'm at the uh, the apartment building. Is anybody else's phone going off like this? No, it's just yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when the uh, when the three of you check your phones, you there is a message in the group chat from Magpie that says, 
everybody needs to get to HQ right the fuck now. Secrecy absolutely does not matter. It's a bigger deal that you all get here quickly. Grant, I don't care if you fucking fly here. Just get here as fast as possible. Uh, shit. Um, teleportation's hard, but like maybe I can swing it. Uh, you know what you are currently, Grant Harrison? Hmm. In a building full of fucking wizards. Oh, true. Yeah. Like, teleportation. I was trying to make it more along the lines of, like, teleportation's fucking hard no matter what. But yeah, let's. I go, uh, hey guys, I need to go somewhere and I need to be there as soon as humanly possible. Can somebody help me with teleportation? Yeah, let's say Jason uh, is like sitting on the other side of the room and he he perks his head up and says, "Uh, I mean, I guess I don't think anybody knows shit for dick about teleporting, but we got some people who can get places real fast if that's what you want. All right. uh, I need to be I give them a location a couple of blocks away from the uh, from headquarters. so, So that way they don't know exactly where it is, because. Grant's a little paranoid still about this and does not want them to know exactly where the 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 people live. I mean, you were told secrecy is not an issue. I, yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather them not... Okay, fine. Yeah, right to the uh, headquarters end. Alright. Jason pops open his own phone and punches in a number, and he's like, he's on there for a second. It's, it's a real short phone call. He basically just seems to be calling somebody over there and explaining someone needs to get somewhere real fast. Mm-hmm. And then he hangs up and he says, all right, go wait out front. Uh, go wait out front. And like, she is there before you are there. There is, when she pops off her helmet, you can tell it's a Korean woman. She's probably in her like mid to late 40s. And she is on an incredibly sleek motorcycle. That is a sick-ass ride. She says, well, hurry up and get on if you're in a hurry. I, I, I get on. I look for a helmet. I'm sure she has one for me. I need it. Yeah, she slams it down on your head. Awesome. And then you take off and you are... You, you begin to realize why she is the go fast button that's because two things are happening number one she must be working some sort of like probability magic or something because you are hitting every single green light like she's not slowing down at all okay but also she is accelerating and she doesn't ever seem to stop accelerating (laughs) and she's weaving through traffic with a kind of deftness that humans should not be able to do and by the time you pull onto the freeway like 20 seconds after you're on the freeway if you poke your head over her shoulder to look at the speedometer you Mm -hmm. are pushing 110 this rules grant is legitimately in love with this i kind of want to have you roll me plus tough oh come on grant would legitimately find find this cool shit though (laughs) <laughs> right, but you're going. You're currently going 110 miles an hour and only getting faster. And there are like G forces to not pass out on. Well, uh, well, oh, no, <laughs> that's a four. Grant fucking uh, dies. 
Yeah, I'm not using a luck either. Like I've I've so few luck left that I'm not willing to burn it on this. That's fine. You just you pass out. <laughs> you lose consciousness. Uh Steiner. Steiner just drives. Steiner just gets in his fucking car like a human. Alright. Roxanne? I can't teleport or do anything yet. Hmm. Roxanne teleports there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, so Roxanne, when you arrive at headquarters, uh-huh. there's a whole bunch of weird shit happening. Yeah. Number one, all of the furniture is like the couch, the chairs, the coffee table, the little like wine rack, the dining room table. It's all currently levitating at about eye level. Well, that's not normal. Which eye? She has several now. Fuck, Fuck off. <laughs> the one on her collarbone. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two. Emery is currently drawing magic runes on the ceiling. Is Emery also floating? No, they've got like they've got a piece of magpie's magic chalk on the end of one of those sticks that you use to like hold chalk in to draw on faraway objects. Gotcha. And they keep like drawing a couple things and then referencing a packet of paper in their hand and then drawing some more things. And the third thing that's weird is that along the uh, along the north wall, the wall of the kitchen, there is a man that you've never seen before who is also drawing runes on the walls in Magpie's Magic Chalk. He seems to be kind of old. He's got like a whole lot of... His hair is like snow white. And he's got a big old beard and he's got, you know, old people skin. But he is quite notably like wearing sandals and board shorts and yes! is this Merlin? A, like a, a fucking Hawaiian shirt. We got the cool uncle. God. <laughs> okay. I basically just pop in and say, "I'm here. What do you? Uh, how can I help?" Emery doesn't say anything, but they look at you. And with the hand holding the packet of paper, they point at the stairs. Okay. And over on the stairs, there are three packets of paper, and they all have cover sheets with your name, your brother's name, and Steiner's name on them. And there is also a tape recorder with a note on it that says, Play Me. Okay, I do so, and grab the one with my name on it. <laughs> and, in, and in fact, the cover sheet doesn't just have your name. It says, don't wait for the recording to finish. Start working on the west wall immediately. Yeah, okay. So, as you hit play and move into position, the following recording plays. So, about five and a half hours northwest from here up in Mid-Cal, up along the coast, there's a mountainous region called Big Sur and there's a very old family of giants living there. The family name is Yamer, but their cryptid name is the Dark Watchers. 
We can talk more about their particulars later, but the important part is that the Yamers are a family of clairvoyance. Specifically, they get involuntary visions of disasters that are massive, preventable, happen here in California, and the visions always come in two phases. The first comes months or even years in advance and detail the contents of the disaster, and the second comes an hour or two before it actually happens and shows the exact time and place. We got a phase one about six years ago that one of the Deadlands Sultans would be breaking into our world. This isn't supposed to happen ever, their presence is toxic to our reality, and they know that as well as we do. So we could only conclude that it's happening in conjunction with some second emergency. But of course we didn't get a date and time, so we couldn't effectively warn the Sultans about it so they could stop it from their side. We could only prepare for it on our end. We got Merlin on it, and yes, Merlin is real, he's very old and probably the best wizard in the world right now, and he and a bunch of other wizards crafted a spell that will force the Sultan to breach in one particular room and contain them there for about 15 minutes. That's what you're drawing on the walls right now, because a few minutes ago we got word that the Visions Phase 2 came through. We've got until 10.20 a.m., or exactly 70 minutes from when I started recording this, to get this spell perfect. And then we'll have 15 minutes to talk whoever it is down and get them to go back. I'll be in to check your work as soon as I'm done with the external wards, but for now, focus on doing it right over doing it fast. And that's where the tape stops. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to not ask questions. I'm just going to get to work then. All right. And uh, so, uh, Steiner, as you are driving, uh, you are passed on the road by a sleek black motorcycle going way faster than any motorcycle has any right to be. (laughs) And a limp (sighs) Grant Harrison on the back. (laughs) If you can even see the blur of of the vest, then yes, he... Steiner might recognize the best of the past. I see just like a flash of whatever Hitler Grant has currently. He's wearing a helmet. That's a very bright color. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's fucking sunshine yellow. Yeah. But, uh, so Grant, you suddenly regain consciousness outside headquarters. The woman on the back of the bike is like slapping you across the face. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, thanks. Um, I don't know how to repay you, but this is super serious, so I have to go now. Bill me later, bye! And I run into the house. Uh, And then, uh, you know, as you get inside, you see the same sort of scene, and, uh... I wonder who the hell the old guy is. (laughs) You you can play the tape recorder and get your packet and get to work on the east wall. Yep, I do, and then I'm, I'm... very much holding in the uh, the starstruckness that I am currently feeling. And then Steiner, as you pull in, you can again listen to the tape recording, get your packet, and get to work on the south wall. I need everybody to give me. Well, I guess from Steiner, I need a sharp roll because that's what you do magic with. It's so weird. I can do either war, but whatever. And then from Grant, I need a weird roll at a minus two because you 
passed the fuck out and you're a little off balance. Mm. Okay. And from Roxanne, I need just a flat weird roll. Alright. How's an 11 do? Oh. Wow, that was a really good roll. Alright, yeah. so Steiner got an 11, Roxanne got, uh, er, Steiner no. got a 9, Roxanne got an 11, and Grant got a 9. A 9 with a minus 2. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been an 11 otherwise. Due to magic here. Yeah, so you're still a little bit unfamiliar with how magic works, and so you're stumbling a little bit, and Grant, you're just literally stumbling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the timer begins to tick down. The The old guy who's sketching on the north wall finishes first and begins, like turning the chalk into a gaseous form and settling it on the floor into a series of runes just like taking up the entire floor space of the bottom floor of headquarters cool. and then as he finishes that he again because yeah spoilers it's fucking Merlin he made this spell he knows how it works he gets done first and then he comes over and corrects where Grant and Steiner made their mistakes. Cool. Just little nudges, like, he doesn't even actually, like, talk. He just comes over, sees where a rune is wrong, corrects it. Just little touches like that. He isn't shoving y'all out of the way or talking shit. We assume that not talking is, a, like, a thing thing. So I'm gonna what? shut up, too. Well, everyone's being quiet, so I'm assuming there's some... Oh. Well, you heard the the fucking uh, tape recorder, so you know what's up. Everyone's just focusing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it, better safe than sorry, I guess. <laughs> so, eventually Magpie comes in from outside, and she's dusting the chalk off her hand, says, all right, I'm done out there. How's everybody doing in here? And it's right about that time that everybody is finishing up. I give a thumbs up as I finish uh, up. Believe I, th- I believe this to be complete. Uh, I've never done it before, but I think I did a pretty good job. Merlin checks over your work. He says, "Actually, this is perfect. Good work. Good to hear." And so, Emery finishes with the ceiling, and then they nod at Merlin, and Merlin like raises his hands and then lowers them slowly and all of the furniture stops levitating. Okay. And Emery says, I'll, 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 all right. Now, now we wait. We've got, we've got about 20 minutes before this goes off. Hmm. Okay. I've got some information if it might help. I got a visit from my bosses. And they told me that there were going to be two things coming. Oh, fun. They said there would be a big one, which I assume is the Sultan. And they said there would be a small one, which I can't guess. They said the big one, if I wanted to hurt it, I needed a stake made from a used coffin. Hmm. Okay, so grave robbing, that's... (sighs) I'm sorry, I just actually legit can't get over the fact that we have Merlin right here in the room. Merlin shrugs. Hi. 
Hi. I get it. I'm kind of a big deal. It's yeah. fine to be a little not over it yet. Uh, is it is it presumptuous to ask if I could take a selfie with you? Uh, nah, I love that shit. Get in here. Oh, yes! I'm gonna take a selfie with Merlin. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah, so, so Grant just doesn't feel the mood of the room at all. No, 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 like, I just, no, he legit can't get over it, though, and we have 20 minutes. I can get properly terrified in the next 20 minutes now that I'm done with my bull's shit. Let Wizard Boy meet his, his hero. Yeah. So, apparently, we need to go do a little grave robbing, apparently. That sounds do we have the time? Is there a graveyard close, close by? Um, actually, there's one uh, a, a, a couple blocks due south. Straight down Grand mm. Avenue. Yeah. But they, they look real contemplative. Do we... Are we really gonna have to kill a sultan? Well, it's not like... They, I don't think that they said that we would have to. Just... I asked them what would hurt whatever I was going to deal with today, and I asked for what would hurt the most dangerous thing. They're not very keen on giving me all of the information I want or need. I don't know what's scarier, the fact that we might have to kill a sultan, or the fact that the sultan won't be the more dangerous one. No, the sultan is the more dangerous one. Well, that's, an, again, making an assumption... Sultan might not want to actually fight, which would not make them the dangerous one. They might be coming over here for a particular reason. Maybe this has something to do with the Pale Rider thing? The big one is just straight up more powerful than the Sultan, and we are assuming that the, the Sultan, Sultan is, is the, the big one. How do you know? Did you ask? Well, what else is a steak made from a fucking used coffin going to make? going to be used for vampires no any wood can do that one I think I think maybe Merlin pipes up yeah that's a a used coffin is really specific that's that does sound like anti-undead stuff but that sounds like really specific anti-undead stuff like I've never heard of that I don't know what's coming I don't know if that's the Sultan's weakness. <laughs> Should I go get it just in case? I'm not opposed to going and digging up and ripping a piece of wood off of a coffin. Hmm. Done less. We, um... I don't know if you you would be able to get there and back in 20 minutes. I think I would rather have you here for this. All right. It's fair, yeah. It's not... I mean, I was willing to do it, but I was not particularly keen on putting grave robbing on the list of crimes I've committed. Yeah, same. Well, it's not like the dead are gonna miss it. Whoa. I mean, it's, it's rude, though. It's just rude. Yeah, like, seriously. Alright. So the six of you, now, with Merlin in the room, make conversation for a bit. And the minutes tick down and it's 10 18 you've got two minutes what's everybody up to what two minutes on the clock until the sultan appears well full armor mode for one thing 
Going all Iron Man. Yeah. I'm gonna actually pull out the zero, the absolute zero wand for this. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure my crossbow is loaded and pull out my whip. Alright. Uh, and, you know, Magpie doesn't use weapons, but it looks like she's tense in a way that suggests she's ready to start throwing down, and Emery is bouncing their robotic leg in a really nervous way, and they've got their cane, and they're just sort of, like, lazily spinning it around their fingers. And Merlin looks deceptively chill. He's just fucking Merlin. Merlin is low-key drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I do not blame you just ask him how many beers he's had. He's like, I stopped counting after 10 a.m. Beer? Nobody gets drunk on beer except frat boys. Merlin's never not been drunk, is the thing. Merlin is constantly transmuting at least 0.5% of his blood to alcohol. <laughs> 0.05%. No, 0.5%. He's that powerful. He can take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he learned that particular trick from Jesus. <laughs> All that magic builds up a lot of heat, and all the alcohol vaporizes off and disperses the heat. Ape, you're joking, <laughs> but he's about that old, so he might have. Sorry, other religions. Colin <laughs> says that Christianity is canon. Well, Jesus is canon. Who fucking Jesus knows about canon. it? Jesus yeah. was probably Jesus was canonized. I mean, literally, yeah, yeah. Jesus was canon, but for all we know, he might have been a fucking, like, failed Elysium experiment or something. Hmm. <laughs> it's almost like we've, me and Kat have talked about this. But that's just a theory. <laughs> <sighs> Don't finish that <laughs> sentence. Anyways. So, 1020 rolls around, and you all feel it before you see it. The air in the room suddenly gets a lot heavier. You you feel like there is a weight pressing down on the tops of all of your heads. So, that's a thing. And then the, the space, like... Like, capital S space in the middle of the downstairs of headquarters distends outwards. Like, somebody is trying to push a large object through reality. Hmm. And then at the sort of inflection point of this distend, there is a small pip of black light that appears and then it grows a little bit and then rapidly expands and into the room steps one of the Deadland Sultans and he looks around in a panic and says what am I doing here? This isn't where I was supposed to come out which one is it? is it one that we've met before? You have seen this one before, but you've never gotten his name. Oh, is he the guy in the in the crack it's, in the sky? It's Jimothy. 
Jimothy the Deadline Sultans. It is not him. It is not Jimu. He's in charge of Swing. (laughs) And actually, uh, we've had this before, and quite a long time has passed, so I'm willing to just rule that any of you who want to declare that you have done some research about past world leaders can have a shot at this information. Anybody who would like to have a shot at identifying this guy can roll me plus sharp. Oh, yeah, definitely. Eh. Um, Let's give it a shot. I think I'm still the only one with a decent sharp score. I have two. Oh, okay. Both roll the same, then. Hooray. That's two eights and a seven. So, you you have seen this guy before. He's been around in the... uh, in the throne room, you've met him several times, but in, but he's never been there at the same time as Arthur. So, with what you all know about how the, the sultans conduct themselves, he's the one who's guarding the third hole when Arthur isn't doing that. Hmm. And I'm just going to say, because I don't want this to like sit for a million years and then just never come up again. You do manage to identify him. This man is Cyrus II of Persia, a.k.a. Cyrus the Great, a.k.a. the King of Ashan, the King of Persia, the King of Medea, the Great King, the Mighty King, the King of Babylon, the King of Sumer and Akkad, the King of the Four Corners of the World. He's a big dang deal. That's a lot of titles. That is a lot of titles, and I love them. I love them all. He is, and now we have to retcon some things because fucking Colin fucked up. I, yeah, I fucked up. He is the eldest of the sultans. He died in 530 BC. So he is older than Cleopatra by almost 500 years. Yup. I I honestly thought Cleopatra was the oldest one, so. Well, that's, you know, the American education system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So he, so the eldest of the sultans has just broken into the room, stated that this isn't where he meant to come out, and now he is moving for the front door. Uh, wait, ho- hold on, hold on. Uh, I mean, maybe don't go so fast. You can tell us, like, what's happening. Stand aside, human. This is more important than you. Uh... Emery takes a post at the front door and, like, sinks down into their fighting stance. I mean, dude, your your presence is literally toxic to the world. You can maybe explain to us what's going on before, you know, You don't bad. understand. If I don't get out there, so many people are going to die. Then make us understand, please. Do you know? Do you know what a psychopomp is? It's a thing that leads <laughs> souls to the afterlife. I'm familiar with few. Like that's out of character. I I know a few. Well, that is how they have come to be known in your world. In the Deadlands, the psychopomps are the caretakers of the greater Deadlands. They manage the far reaches that we cannot always get to. They are under our direct control, but one of them has gone mad and has entered your world and is going to begin slaughtering countless people for reasons we don't understand. And it's stolen one of Arthur's dogs. 
Oh no. Not the dog. And the destruction it can wreak with that alone is indescribable. Oh, I don't want to hurt that dog. And I don't want to hurt the dog either. <sighs> All right. But well, how can we help then? Yeah. You can help by getting out of my way so I can get out there and either destroy it or take it back. Mm, how else can we help? I need somebody to roll me manipulate someone. I'll do that because I can use sharp for that. That's a seven. I mean, that's technically a success, so... Yeah, and there's All not right. enough PCs around to bump that up to a ten. I'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. You are not remotely powerful enough to kill a psychopomp. I could not entrust this to you. Uh, I do have this, and I hold up my wand. Well, not the time or place. Oh my god, (laughs) Abe. I knew somebody was going to make the joke, but I... I... I, I, Look, I'm still laughing about third hole. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to, and it might as well have been me. Certainly the magic in that is impressive, but it will not be enough on its own. Would a stake made from a coffin that has been used, would that be enough to stop it? Cyrus turns to you and, like... Like they've got a they've got a Deadland Sultan face, so there's not a whole lot on it, but there's enough there that he can emote. And he looks shocked and says, Where did you hear that from? I'm sorry we haven't been introduced. My name is Roxanne Harrison. I'm from Elysium. Oh, it is you. I see. Well, that That may change some things. Well, I... And he he is quiet and he looks at everybody in the room. He says, My instincts are not to leave this in your hands, but something in me wants to believe in all of you wants to believe that you are capable of handling it and that I will not have to go out there myself. Mm. (sighs) Very well. I will give you time, but I will not give you too much time. That's better than nothing. Yeah. We also have Merlin, like literal actual Merlin. Cyrus turns to look at Merlin and says, Oh, we haven't met, but Arthur speaks fondly of you quite often. And Perlin says, it's an honor to hear that Newt still thinks so highly of me. (laughs) Newt? (laughs) You got better. (laughs) (laughs) And Cyrus cocks his head at that and says, I'm not familiar with that name, but I will be sure to ask him about it the next time we speak. And Marla says, oh, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Grant immediately made a mental note, note to self, tease Arthur about Newt, and then made an immediate men- another mental note that said, note to self, disregard previous mental note. <laughs> Do not tease King Arthur. <laughs> so at this point, everybody, Cyrus seems to be indicating that he is willing to give you all a chance, which means that maybe you can get some information out of him. I was just about yeah. To think I was just about to say I would like to roll investigate a mystery to see if I can uh, talk to him, see if I can get stuff out of him. So, throw me rolls, everybody. Hey, it's a nine. Let me just toss this roll into your mouth. Roxanne rolls a seven. Another nine. And another nine. So, well, we'll go in the order that roll of rolls that happened. So. Grant, you get one question. Well, we know what can hurt it, and we know what sort of creature it is, so the... You know what can hurt the psychopomp. True, but um, I would prefer to know, out of these things, what can it, the psychopomp, do? The psychopomp's greatest power is that it exists halfway between here and the Deadlands. It is capable of traveling short distances completely outside of the range of any Earth senses. And its most dangerous ability is that well, the psychopomps are made to control the most dangerous creatures at the far edges of the Deadlands. So they are highly lethal. And in fact, they are made to be able to kill with a single touch. Oh, fun. Besides that, do not look it in the eyes and keep moving because it can hold you in place even from great distances. Okay. Got it. So keep moving. Don't look it in the eye. Don't let it touch you. Uh Uh-huh. Roxanne, your question? Yeah, okay, so I guess actually, I guess I'm going to ask the obvious question. What can hurt it being the dog that it stole, I guess, if we're going to have to take it down as well? What's the weakness of a hellhound? Yes, that's what I'm asking. Uh, Affection. (laughs) No, they love that. Yeah, that's their weakness. They roll right over. (laughs) I would boo this man, but that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'd prefer to just neutralize it, but, you know. Hellhounds can only be slain by mixing a special formula of dust into their opened heart. The dust must be formed of graveyard dust, snakeskin, dried manure, salt, devil's shoestring and claws from a magical cat. <laughs> oh, and Cora's not going to like this. Looks like you gotta trim somebody's little footsies for the first time. We also have Milo just, like, right here. So it was, what, dust? A graveyard dust, snakeskin. I will... Yeah, can you... Yeah. yeah. Into the chat. Steiner just, like, wrote it down. Because he's a nerd. Goofer dust? 
it's called goofer dust. Like this, this is actually like mythologically the hellhound's weakness. It's called goofer dust. I don't know where the fuck that name came from, but it's a mixture of graveyard dust, snakeskin, dried manure, salt, and other magical ingredients. And so that's where the devil's shoestring and magical cat claws came from. Neat. Okay. And Steiner, you get a question. Okay. Uh, so somebody else has asked this and it seems pertinent. Um, I'm asking where did it go as where was he trying to go? Because I'm assuming that's where the psychopomp thing is. Mm, excellent question. The name of the city is, I believe, Hollywood. The name of the building oh, is the TCL Chinese Theater. Oh, of course it is. Hmm. It is breaking through there as we speak. Right. So it seems we'll need to split the party here. Um, Roxanne, have you ever been to the theater? No. Well, that rules that out. So someone's going to need to get the grave dust and the stake and all of that, while the rest of us keep it busy. Well, I yeah, can go yeah. to you. We definitely need two teams. Um, Grant, I'm going to uh, assign you to the slowdown t- team, because you're the only one who's going to be able to see it. Oh, yeah that. Thank God I don't have to go grave robbing. Alright. Merlin pipes up and says, I uh, I got a whole lot of um, like contacts that I can go get uh, get a bunch of those ingredients for, so I can go get on that right now. Alright. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, no, this, uh, you know, uh, we are busy. I won't be able to help for too much longer. There's something going on in Spain right now that I gotta get back to, but this is sort of big massive emergency. Yeah, of course. Alright, so Mr. Harrison is on team deal with it. Who else is? Who's on team great robbing? Let me call Alyssa and we'll take care of that. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be absolutely thrilled to rob some graves. Oh, Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> Magpie says, you know what? Why don't I come along for that? I can help move Earth. All right. Okay. So a team fetch quest. Just remember, it has to be a used coffin. Are there any other kind in the graveyards? Yet to be used. In the funeral home, I guess there might be some that aren't used yet. Technically true. We're wasting time. Let's move. Yeah. 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 Uh, Merlin, like, he, he's been sort of like in a in a relaxed but coiled position on the stairs, and he gets up in, in front of Cyrus and says, I do have to ask you to turn around and leave before you, uh... And Cyrus sort of like flinches like he forgot he's like oh um right the whole yes. poison to the universe thing well not uh, you oh uh, it's just us our part of it yes i i shall be going but do heed my words i will not allow this to sit for long oh here's hoping it doesn't come to that mm-hmm. right 
Just hang around the gate of the Deadlands, and if you see us pop up, assume that went bad. <laughs> and he gives you all a kind of sweeping bow and steps backward through the hole in reality that he created, and it closes up, and he is gone. And Magpie and Emery and Merlin all just sort of like sigh in relief. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, okay. that worked. Well, Holy shit, that worked. All, now right. all we have to do is kill a psychopath and a hellhound. Easy. Easy game, easy life. Right. Um, I'm going to get on it. I got, I'll got. i get the, sh- the snakeskin, the manure, the salt, and the shoestring. I assume you all can handle the cat claws and the graveyard dust? Right. Yeah. I can probably get some cat claws. <laughs> the graveyard dust is what like does it have to be from the coffin or any dust? Uh usually when they say graveyard dust dust in a magical context, they mean the dust that accumulates inside of coffins. All right, so two for one then. When they say magical cat claws. Claws from a magical cat, and then ground up into a powder to be mixed into the dust. Give Aunt Cora her first trimming, I guess. Alright. Just don't nick the quick and you'll be fine. Nick the what? Magpie and Emery look kind of, like, sheepish and say, We, um... We trim Milo pretty r- regularly, so we couldn't use him for this, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing on that cat is isn't pointy, and it's the feet. Steiner is already texting Alyssa, Hey, do you want to rob a, <laughs> a reaper and a hellhound? The response is, hell the fuck yeah. Right, I'll come pick you up. Can I borrow your claw trimmers? I'm afraid I've got a few extra paws to trim. Magpie will go fetch them out of the laundry room. Grant is gonna immediately, like, tr- like. Uh, actually, Grant is gonna ask Merlin, hey, Merlin, uh, is there a way you can get me to the, the place really quickly? Yeah, give me, a, give me a second to triangulate and I'll pop you. Let me go get my magical motorcycle. <laughs> Please, he he rides a magical surfboard. (laughs) It's uh, it's you that's going, and you're going to do grave robbing. You're going to do grave robbing. You're going to go trim cat claws, and then he points at Emery and says, "Where are you going?" Emery says, "Oh, right. I never said. Um, I'll I'll be with Grant. Well, um, I don't know what I'll be able to do, but no point in sending him alone." And when I get the claws, I'll uh, meet up with you too. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds good. Ryan says, "All right, uh, give me a minute. I gotta triangulate a spot where no one is standing, so no one sees you come in." And he like looks out towards the west and does that that thing where you sort of like square up a scene with your fingers and just starts mm-hmm. like moving it around a little bit. Man, when I did this, it took me like. Like three days of planning. Like you just got to get really good at doing large calculations in your head really quickly, and then it just—you don't even got to really think about it after a certain point. Okay. 
bucket right on that. Also, cheat. You gotta learn how to cheat real hard. L- like, 90% of magic is cheating, so just get real good at cheating. Oh, I, I can get good at cheating. He sweeps around for... Like, it's, it takes him about a minute to line up a shot, and he says, All right, uh, get in here, put your hands on my shoulders. All right. I do so. And it is a much smoother teleportation than yours was. There's like a slight tug at the center of your chest and then like space sort of warps and folds outward around you and then you are like pulled and then you stop and you are inside of an empty room. That was cool. Go do your thing, I guess. (laughs) He's already gone before you get halfway through that sentence. Excellent. Just sort of blinks out of the room. So let's, uh, we're going to do this in sort of order of quickness here. So Roxanne, let's get to you. Roxanne is going to teleport home. Uh-huh. With the, uh, you know, trimmers in hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, where's Ancora at? She is marginally more comfortable in your apartment than the last time, or than she was when you first got her, so she has a tendency to just get into places. So you might need to look for her a little bit. Alright, how do you want me to go about that? Just, like, name a place to look? Uh, just go ahead and throw me a sharp roll. Alright. Roll for brain. Damn. Big brain. Big brain. brain. Big brain play. Big brain girl having a big brain moment. So she has somehow gotten into one of the like high cupboards in your kitchen. Yeah, that checks out. You can find her, and as you open it, she sits down on a plate and mules at you. Oh, don't give me that. I already feel bad about this. <laughs> it's to save. I gotta save the. Come on, please. <laughs> Be a good kitty so millions of millions of people don't die. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. If it makes you feel any better, they made me get my shots when I was that small, too. It's like, I was going to make a joke, but this is actually happening. This is basically what has happened is someone has shown up at your doorstep and said, you have to save the world, and to do so, you have to bathe this cat. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, grab Ankara by what I can closely presume is the scruff of her neck. Uh-huh. Like the kitten she is. And uh, yep. I just fucking try to do it fast so that she doesn't uh, to make this as painless as possible. Roll me act under pressure to trim the claws of your squirmy kitty. <laughs> In Semi-invisible squirming kitten. Uh huh. Actually, roll me have had it a minus one because you're trying not to hurt her, and her real claws are ever so slightly displaced from the one you can see. Uh, okay, a nine. That's a nine. Okay. Um, 
she gets a real good fucking claw in there and you i take, take one eight harm. damage actually you know what yeah sure take one harm ignore armor oh <laughs> why did he give why did he have to give me eyes on my hands oh god oh, oh no <laughs> ow ow it's ow, okay. ow they're glass okay <laughs> You don't actually take any damage, so that's just the scraping noise is really bad. <laughs> the sensation. It's psychosomatic damage. Okay. Um, now let's get over to Steiner. Cool beans. So, Steiner, where are you meeting? Al- where are you meeting Alyssa? Probably outside her house. Where does she live again? She lives uh, around Santa Monica. Cool. Just like, yeah, head there and just try to get. Just like, pick her up and then try to find um, a small, out of the way graveyard. It's not likely to have anyone hanging around. So you, uh, you can find such a graveyard. And Google Maps was a thing. Yeah. Looks like the closest one. Uh, that isn't a small family cemetery. Is the city of Santa Monica Woodland Cemetery? It'll do. All right. You know we probably don't have a shovel, but whatever. You've got Magpie. She says that she's good oh, at yeah. moving Earth. Magpie's a shovel. <laughs> yeah, a little. All right. So, uh. So while this place is out of the way, graveyards do have, like, gate attendants. So as you pull in, you are asked which plot you are here to see. Um, I don't suppose Magpie can do any Jedi mind tricks. Wait, maybe I can do a Jedi mind trick. You might be able to do a bit of a Jedi mind trick. Check. What does magic do? Because I haven't used magic in a while. Um... Do one thing beyond human limitations. Yeah, I just want to um, kind of magic up and uh, just like say something and he'll hear what he wants to hear, basically. Does that make some sense? Just like. Sure. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and give me the use magic roll. Okay. That's a 10, baby. That, that's a 10. All right. And now give me a manipulate someone at a plus one. Awesome, possum. All right. And plus one. Good God. Ooh, that's a four. I rolled a one and a one, everyone. I rolled snake eyes. Snake eyes. eyes. (sighs) No, I'm not going to use this. All right. So, huh. Yeah, so no, you uh you do manage to like layer a bunch of magic in your voice, but it just it completely bounces off this person. You just the the name that you give or the excuse that you give just like doesn't gel with them at all. I fucking encountered Barney Fife here. <laughs> and uh as you are floundering Alyssa uh, says, uh, we're here to visit the, the Crowley plot, uh, Danica Crowley, and the 
attendant like checks the uh, checks some records and says, "Uh, yeah, just um, you know that way, you know, just drive on down that. Way. You know how to get there, right?" And Alyssa's like, "Yeah, I know how to get there." And the gate is opened. Um, thank you. Have a wonderful night. I'm just driving in there. So, um, you actually have family here? Yeah, my uh, my grandma's buried here. All right, well, not that one then. Please and thank you. So the the three of you can get back into the uh, into like the sort of like most out of the way portion of the cemetery, and you can find a plot big enough that there is definitely a full-sized coffin buried under there. And Magpie starts working a spell, and she says, all right, just tell me when the coast is clear. Um, I guess I'll do a read-a-bed situation. Yeah, that sounds pretty pertinent. It's an 11. Hey! Hey, uh... Hey-yo! Okay, um... Well, first one, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? So you, you are able to just, like, plot the sort of, like, comings and goings of the people who are visit graves, so you will be able to give Magpie good timing. Cool. Um, let me see. Is there anything else that would be pertinent here? I'm going to hold the next two, actually. Right on. Yeah. So why don't why don't you give me an act under pressure to give Magpie the good timing? Okay. Act under pressure. Give that to me at a plus one for your read a bad situation roll. Nice, nice. Thirteen. Hell yes. Nice on. Okay, so you count her down with a three, two, one, go, and she pulls at air, and the ground is displaced, and you just have clean access to a coffin. Yay for us. Alright, so Steiner, get to the grave robbing. Uh, okay. I mean, we gotta break off a piece and carve into a steak. And you gotta get some dust from the inside. Right, so we rolls for that, I guess. Want me to kick the coffin's ass? Because I can do that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to require any rolls for this. It's uh, it's not going to be a difficult move. You can do it. Alyssa looks really torn once the coffin is opened up between being excited about a dead body and a little freaked out by a dead body. Yeah. Hopefully they've been dead a while. Hopefully we picked an old one. You know, we need dust. Yes, seems to be pretty long dead. You you all uh, selected a fu- uh, fucking uh, gravestone that indicated they died a while ago. Excellent. Well, not excellent. Everything about this is har- horrible, but you know what I mean. So yeah, um, I'm going to take a piece off the bottom of the coffin. So at least, you know, if I got to be rude, I'm going to be the least rude possible. Right on. You know what I just realized? You literally sent Alyssa a text. Hey, kid, want to see a dead body? (laughs) (sighs) And uh, Alyssa will like sweep a bunch of the dust on the inside of the coffin into a pile. And I don't know. You've got some kind of bag or something that you can get that into. 
I brought like a little Ziploc. So yeah, we just get the shit, put the coffin back, and guess Magpie does that voodoo that she do. Mm-hmm. Just moves everything back into place, and uh, you know what? Alyssa is old enough to drive, so she can drive to the theater while you turn the hunk of coffin wood into a proper steak. Right. And uh, that's a pretty simple action, so I will not ask for a roll for that. Yep. Just doing a little whittling. Yep, you're a man who works with his hands. It's fine. Although now you've got now you've got coffin shavings all over the bottom of your car. God, that just and that's that, those don't vacuum out. You got to properly get down there and pick them out by hand. <laughs> All right. Grant Harrison. Hello. Hello. So you and Emery are inside of a room in some building. Uh, first things first, peekaboo. Right. Well, you don't see anything inside the building. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, just getting prepared. And I, I guess... No, you know what? As soon as you open your third eye, there's a fucking ghost in front of you. That's right, baby. I didn't forget about the ghosts. (laughs) I go, okay, well, that's a little weird that you're hanging out in here, but okay, you do you. Uh, I'm going to start looking around for it. So um, I'm going to roll uh, read a bad situation, which I believe because I'm using my eye, I actually get an extra question no matter what. Uh, I think you have to get a hit. No, I think, like, even on a miss, I get to ask a question. It's just that something bad happens to me. Let me double check. Uh, That's what I'm checking out right now. Um, On a miss, you may still get one hold, but you're exposed to supernatural danger. Got it. Yeah, so you'll get one question regardless, but you still do have to make the roll. Yeah, uh, I'm about to roll weird. That's not the roll that that uses. I don't have a thing that lets me roll weird for that. So let's do uh, sharp instead. Seven. So I get two questions. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? So you two walk out of the building that you are in. And now I can actually change the map. Change the map. And you are... In the middle of Hollywood, right across the street from the fucking TCL Chinese Theater. And it is... Folks at home, just Google it. It's a real pretty building. It's it's also pretty famous, if I recall correctly. This is a pretty cool-looking building. This, this is a really cool building. I do believe that the... the yeah, the Walk of Fame crosses in front of it. I actually visited here once. And Hitman's <laughs> nice. now showing... yeah these uh these images are taken from google images so whenever the fucking missing link was in theaters that's when these images are from uh it looks like sometime before april 12th last year right that's my birthday (gasps) birthday happy birthing happy birthing so yeah, folks at home, just Google the TCL Chinese Theater. It's a real pretty building. Yeah, it's right on Hollywood Boulevard, it looks like. Right. So, you look around with your third eye, 
and it takes you a little while to to find your target but it becomes a lot easier to find it once there's some like some commotion in like the passing crowd because this is the middle of Hollywood and it's a Friday afternoon this place is packed mm-hmm so as you swing your eyes in the direction of the commotion, you catch sight of the psychopomp. And it is a frightening countenance. We begin with a skull, and it's the sort of like like wildebeest skull. Like it's got the sort of like long snout and eyes kind of high up. But its horns twist like backwards instead of sideways. And they are sort of like flanged a little bit in a weird way. The The body itself is draped in this like kind of opulent cloak. It's covered in patterns of like eyes and feathers and stripes and swirls and zigzags and moons and stars and diamonds. It's it's It would be really quite a pretty cloak were it not for this exact situation that you're seeing it in. Mm-hmm. And the rest of its body is quite skeletal as well. It stands on a pair of like big skeletal legs in its arms and in these like long pointed claws. It has uh, really long bones sticking out along its spine. And there are like holes cut into the cloak to let them out. They're just these sort of like long. Some of them are straight. Some of them are twisty, but they're these big bones sticking out of the back. The neck is wreathed in a combination of leaves and feathers and thorned brambles. It has a big, long tail with the same sort of like long bones that are coming out of its uh, out of its spine, just sort of sticking out. And floating in front of it is is a black rose. It's, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. It's just floating there. And you watch as the psychopomp slowly, it is moving very slowly, but it reaches out and a point of light forms on the tip of its pointer finger and it touches someone who is standing next to it and they drop. Okay. And standing at the psychopomp's feet is the hellhound which as I've described it before is this big pitch black super muscular hunting dog with bright red eyes but it's changed a bit since the last time you saw it it's its face now has this like bony mask and there's a glowing red light in its mouth and on its chest Whereas before it was just this matte black. Uh, I will immediately point over to where the person dropped uh, to Emery and I say, it's over there. Uh, let me see if there's any way. The second question I want to ask is, what is the best way to protect the victims? Uh, I mean, getting people away from it. Yeah. Um. Also, Emery says, I um, I can't see see it. Grant. I, 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 he's like, I know. That's why I'm pointing at the general direction, just so that way you know, like, where it's coming from. Actually, would there be a way that I could, like, hold on, hold on. I'm, 
like real quick before I even try, I'm just looking over the magic list real quick to see if I can swing one of these. No, I can't. I can't swing sharing third eyesight with uh, unless you want unless that was something that I can do. That's beyond human limitations. But like you said, you don't want to make that a catch-all. Don't forget the big magics exist. Oh uh, yeah, big magics exist. Uh, uh yeah. what would I have to do to what would I have to do to big magic being able to share the third eye? You know, what? I will say that this is a thought that you had previously that sharing your third eye with somebody might be a useful move at some point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that you know that you need a pair of glasses and a specific magical incantation in order to make it happen. And it just, it takes, the incantation is kind of long, but mm-hmm. it's not difficult. Okay. Um, maybe later when we're, maybe after I have, we have cleared the people away from there. God, what would the best way to be to clear people away from, like, obviously this person's dead, so people are going to, like, probably going to keep gathering around and calling 911 and, uh, and stuff. So... Uh, let me look at my moves real quick, see if there's anything that can help me here. You know what? I'm just going to run up there and I'm going to try and, um, try and convince people like somebody get them to a hospital, uh, and like everybody get away from here. And like, maybe there's obviously something going on here. That's causing this person to just fall down like that. You're getting like right up to where the psychopomp is. No, I'm, I'm not right up to it. Like I'm going to, you said it was moving fairly slowly, so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stay a good distance away, just to like sell the idea that maybe there's something around there that's dangerous. I don't I don't give specifics as to what, because I'm just a rando in a crowd shouting suggestions. So, but I am going to be like stay a fair distance away, be like get get away from there. Maybe there's something dangerous over there that can that's like hurting them. Just grab them and like take them to the hospital. Don't wait for the ambulance. Roll me manipulate someone. All right. Twelve! I wish I had taken manipulate someone as an advanced, but I didn't. Nice on. All right. So, yeah, uh, a couple people like, you know, say, actually, yeah, that's pretty smart. And they start moving people away. The psychopomp looks confused for a minute, and then it turns and looks at you. Yeah, I figured as much. I can't do magic right out here in the open. It starts advancing upon you. What yep, do you uh, do? Uh, I'm gonna start moving for. I'm gonna start moving for that room that was um that we were in earlier that was completely like empty, and hope that it is still empty. So that way, when we fight it, it won't like you know, be able to touch a ton of people and kill them. Alright, I mean, by room, I mean, like, it was a fucking, like, utility closet. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay, um... It's quite small. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's not gonna do. Shit, and I used both of my read-a-bad... Can I do another read-a-bad situation real quick? Um, at a minus one. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I was about to say, are we going to show my reveal, my result? It's an eight. So I technically get two because I still had the 
third eye up, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna abuse that because I don't think I was really using it for that. Um, what is my best way? I'm gonna spin. What's my best way in to be like? What's what is my best way into an area that like would not be crowded that we would have enough room to maneuver around this thing? You're unfortunately not going to be able to find something like that here. This is the middle of Hollywood uh, on a Friday afternoon. All this right. place is packed head to toe. Okay. Is there? Well, I mean, is there a place that I could at least do my magic shit without a thousand people going around and being like, "Oh, magic exists now"? Apparently, you would have to get extraordinarily lucky to not get spotted somewhere. Like, there's no clean spot for you. There's people everywhere. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna like just sort of try moving towards uh, Emery and be like, "Do you have any ideas?" Like, I, I, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, we, fuck. We need a way to clear this whole area. Um, is there a place where I could get that would be relatively private that I can do magic with? Because my combat magic all has the loud tag. I'm hoping someone will confuse it for a gunshot. I mean, short of, like, climbing up on a roof. I mean, I guess I could climb onto a roof. I could try and find a roof to climb on. Is there, like, a, any any building around here with, like, I can climb up the fire escape real quick? Uh, not quickly. It would take a couple minutes to get up there. But, mm-hmm. in theory... I mean, it would help clear out the area, so I'm gonna start running forward, running up the fire escape of one of the buildings. Hopefully, get there before it can get too many people, because I I am legit drawing a blank of anything else to do. Alright, go ahead, roll me act under pressure. Okay. I recently upped my cool, so now I'm just rolling a zero on it instead of a negative one. Oh, no. That's a four. Mm-hmm. Oh, All I right, leveled so, up. <laughs> so. So, Grant Harrison. <laughs> Grant Harrison. Grant fucking dies. Yeah, probably. Grant doesn't fucking die. However. Penny, though? Uh, I'm considering it. <laughs> I mean, you can all die. You're up against an insta-kill monster right now. Grant Harrison, as you are um as you are scanning for a way to like get up onto a roof, your right arm is grabbed by the wrist and wrenched behind you and someone grabs your left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Ashley Arius hisses in your ear, What the fuck are you people doing out here? Everybody here is about to die if we don't clear them out right now. You can't see it. I can. Get these people out of here now. Then show me. Uh, Do you have any glasses? Actually, where's glasses? I take her glasses and, like, give me a couple minutes. Rude. (laughs) Uh, and then I'm gonna do the big magic thing, and then I put them back on her face. And I wore, just saying, when I wore, still wore glasses, if someone had yanked the glasses off my face without asking, I would, 
my immediate reaction would have been to just stab them right then and there. <laughs> that's how I see I need those <laughs> give me a weird roll because you are working a spell 13 oh, Good. 14 folks at you home have cured oh, her yeah. vision I, I, I don't know if that was use magic but I have advanced use magic that was not use magic that was a big okay. magic okay fair enough big magic yeah. so you take her glasses and say the incantation over them and you rush through it but you don't stumble so you're able to get it done in like half the time mm-hmm. and then you shove them back on her face and I guess you point it out to her yeah I do that thing where pa- that parents do when, when kids aren't looking at something that they want them to see so they just grab their head and twist it <laughs> she frowns deeply and says what the fuck am I looking at Psychopomp. It can kill people with a touch, so get them out of here. She looks at you, and she looks at Emery, who looks quite nervous, and is, like, fingering their cane, trying to trying to keep calm. And she takes a deep breath. And she's, uh, she's wearing her on-the-job gear, so she's got this sort of, like, bulletproof vest with the walkie-talkie on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she hits the button on it and she says, Attentional units, an anomaly has appeared outside the TCL Chinese theater. It is invisible to non-magical eyes and is capable of killing people with a single touch. In light of these circumstances and in accordance with our mission to protect the lives of innocent civilians, and she makes very powerful eye contact with you, Grant, the ravens will be taking point and we will be acting as their support. And as she takes her hand off the radio, there is just like this cacophony of arguments happening over it. (laughs) (laughs) And she like closes her eyes and appears to count backwards from five. And she opens up the line again and shouts into it, cram it. Listen, there are times when we have to shelve pride and procedure and just save people's lives. We have to do what's necessary to save lives. Now, we are doing Metropolitan Evacuation Procedure 3 in a five-block radius around the theater, and I don't want to hear a single word from any of you besides confirmations and status reports. Are we clear? And as she takes her hands off, there is silence for a couple seconds, and then there is a collective sir And then a bunch of sirens start up. And a big old group of DHEA vans, like, rip into the intersection. And people hop out and just start, like, hollering at civilians. They're just moving them out. Vans are moved to block off the street. Lots of the soldiers, like, duck into the buildings and pull people out. You hear lots of talk about like gas leaks and stuff like that, but the story is inconsistent. It seems like they're they're deliberately trying to keep an inconsistent story. People storm into the, the TCL theater and come out with a whole bunch of people, and it is incredibly efficient how quickly at least this city block is cleared out. It takes all of about five minutes before this place is a ghost town. In that amount of time, Roxanne, you have definitely finished your 
claw trimming, so you can appear at any time you would like. Yeah, I would probably just text like Emery and Grant and be like, hey, is the coast clear for me to show up? Yes. Okay, then. I show up. The moment you blink in, fucking Ashley whirls around on you and draws her gun. No, 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 no. That's Roxanne. Hi. What? It's a long story. That's a dick. What happened to you? Hmm. Look, can I promise you an explanation later? Yeah, sure. Just... Fuck me. Okay. Um... Yeah, two things. Just don't touch me. And tell your men not to shoot me, please. Yeah, she'll, uh, she'll get on her radio. Attention all units. One of the ravens is currently taking the appearance of a six and a half foot woman, apparently made out of white stone. She is not a target. Do not shoot at her. And there's another chorus of confirmations. Thank you. So I can't see where the hell this thing is. You have nothing but magic eyes. (laughs) You would think that would help. You know what, Roxanne? It does. You can see it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, never mind. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah, I know, right? Wait, you can see it? Yes. Okay. Well, then. Ashley, did he tell you not to look it in the eye? Don't look it in the eye. Yeah, don't look it in the eye. I, I would I definitely 100% would have told uh, Arius to not look it in the eye because I, I, Colin, forgot that little tidbit. Grant, the character, would not have. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so she'll say, yes, uh, I've been made aware. All right. So what are we doing? Are we just waiting here for the... For Dr. Steiner to get here with the steak? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. It's it's just moving towards us real slowly. I've I just been backing away ever so slightly ever since it started looking at me. So at this point, it's just the four of you here on the street. Oh, okay. And then a mist fills the area. Oh, uh, I don't like this. And... The psychopomp disappears. Son of a bitch. Shit. However, the hellhound is still there. And as the psychopomp fades out, it points at the lot of you. And suddenly, and, and you can all sort of tell, like there's a quality around it, that the hellhound becomes visible to the naked eye. And it is growling and gnashing its teeth at your little group. And that's because I recognize which hellhound this is. It's Gregory. <laughs> no, this is Lancelot. You literally beat me to no, it. No, not Lancelot. <laughs> it's Lancelot. Seriously, is it actually Lancelot? It's seriously actually Lancelot. Oh. <laughs> Arthur's gonna be upset. You recognize you recognize Lancelot because he's he was the biggest one. And this of course. and it is it is Lancelot sized. 
Oh, I really hope that one's not Lancelot. I'm pretty sure that one's Lancelot. Oh, Arthur's not going to be happy. Or he's going to be super happy, one of the two. Uh, okay. So the... And Steiner, you have not appeared yet. You will be there soon. You are trying to get through traffic as fast as you can, but you had a good long drive to get out to Alyssa's, and you've got less of a good long drive to get to Hollywood, but it's going to be a little bit before you can get there. Excuse me for inviting the girl with the thunder to the <laughs> I mean, actually, now that I think about it, this is a hell of an intro. <laughs> this is maybe throwing her in the deep end a little bit. Eh. Well, sink or swim. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, the... The mist fills the entire city block, and you, even with your magical sight, you cannot see through it. You can see the hellhound because it is the lights glowing in its mouth and chest act as a sort of beacon. But the psychopomp has completely vanished. And then, quite suddenly, Grant Harrison... A cage of bone juts out of the ground around you, and you are stuck inside of it. And then the psychopomp steps out of whatever space it was hidden in, about three feet from you. And that's where we're cutting it. Damn it! Well, at least I get two days to figure out what the fuck I want to do. Die. Yeah. Wow. So, welcome to the climax fight of Act 2, boys and girls. Oh, that's right. We get to fucking uh, choose a piece of equipment after this. If we survive. Too. If we survive, yes. Let me double check if that's true. Actually, okay. we've, we've been doing every four. Let me double check. Okay. Yes, you will get another piece of equipment after this fight. Cool. Sword levels up, too. Um, I did level up. Sword levels up. Oh, uh, yeah. So let's did anybody level up today? Yes, nope. I did. Not I. Uh, I chose two more advanced basic moves, and I chose manipulate someone and read a bad situation. Alright. So, I have five official, all five officially now. Okie dokie. So, next time, which is going to be in two days for us, but one week for you, dear listeners, we will, uh, we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> It's going to be a time. My players are going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, Wait, maybe. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I'm players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.